to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? Ah, and this is episode 32. We're 32 yes. now. Uh, you know, deep into the WNBA offseason. A lot's happened. FIBA happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the U.S. won uh, their uh, world championship. Kudos yes. to them. Yep. As expected, continuing their sheer dominance right after the finals. Uh, really felt like, you know, didn't even skip a beat. Just like, you know bulldozed over it really um but shout out to team canada uh made it to the semi-finals yep before getting a major beat down by team usa but hey you know we 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 got pretty far uh i don't really know like what our expectations were as a country but Mm -hmm. happy to be you know semi-finals at least it sounds impressive you know, like I don't think Canada's yeah. really expected to like medal in like an Olympic setting, but we're we're just trying to make it. We're just trying to be there. We're trying to be relevant in the and conversation. Feels, we're trying to be in the conversation. It feels like we took a few steps forward, which is nice. So shout out to them too. Yeah, and that list that we sort of uh, you know checked in on earlier before FIBA had started. I think what was Canada? I think we were like six, maybe something like that. So this is yes. top four. So hey, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, nice to see uh, 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 a healthy um, uh, Kia nurse as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, yes, think- those Kia nurses return uh, to the court. Lots of positives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. We've got a lot going on um, in the off season, believe it or not. Um, we first want to talk about um, prioritization and it's, effects it may have on this year's free agency so first i mean we've talked a little bit about prioritization in that it is essentially uh the wmba's way of getting players to prioritize this league over other leagues that pay more money and getting players to guarantee that they're going to show up for the entirety of the wmba season And as negotiated in the players agreement back in 2020 uh, is that there are now going to be penalties if players, um, I guess, violate that code or violate that policy. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the right way to say it. So I think there's it's like a 1% of their salary if they don't show up to training camp, but it's eventually, Freddie, correct me if I'm wrong, the following season, so 2024, yes, could lead to um, a suspension of the entirety of the season yes. if it is violated. So we just want to talk first about this prioritization rule and what we think of it, and then, then we're going to get into how it might affect uh, this year's free agency. Um, so yeah, Freddie, what, what do you think of all of this? Yeah, and I'll I I will just add too. That's it's one percent of the pay per day missed. Oh my bad. Okay, so it's like you know that's some serious money. Um, and uh, beginning in twenty twenty four, players who do not arrive by the start of training camp or at least May first will be suspended, uh, for the entire season. Um, so it's definitely like an escalating penalty. 
uh, Engelbert sort of, you know, her quote is, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, wait, Freddie, I have a question for you. Is it sure. like, uh, is it just by the year or is it like a do it once, do it twice scenario? It's by the year. Okay. So it's yeah. like 2023, regardless, it's 1% of your salary every day that you miss. Mm-hmm. And then in 2024, it's like suspension of the season. Yeah. If you don't arrive for the, like, I guess like the beginning of the season and then the next year, it's a, a suspension of uh, the entire season if you don't arrive for the first day of training camp. So really, it's sort of this escalating thing to be like, do not play overseas. Like, we need you here. And yeah, the quote from Engelbert is basically like, you know, it's this idea that's based around competitiveness and team chemistry and championship culture and you know I'll, I'll just get right to the point i think that that all sounds really good that sounds like a healthy scenario but i just do not believe in being extremely punitive to increase the productivity of something that is like a a, a scare a scared way to try and motivate people I totally understand that team owners and the WNBA, uh, you know, hates it when, when players are late for the season, they miss games, all that kind of stuff. But uh, another quote in this uh, Yahoo sports article uh, is a, is a player saying that, um, yeah, it's uh, Gabby Williams said in her exit interview, uh, that she's shying away from the W because teams aren't touching what I'm making in Europe. So it's just like a kind of like a capitalist supply and demand thing. And the WNBA being stricter, it's like they don't have the leverage to be stricter. Mm-hmm. So saying like, hey, if you don't arrive, you know, you're going to be punished really hard when another league in another country is just like outpaying the WNBA is sort of like, yeah, it's the, as far as a tactic, I really, it just seems kind of idiotic to me. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like prioritization in a vacuum makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you, you want, when you sign players, when you sign a contract, you want people to commit to that contract. That in and of itself makes sense. I feel like what really makes it an issue is the salary cap, which is at 250,000 a year where they're getting paid closer to a million, which is like four times the salary in other places. Mm -hmm. So that's really where it doesn't make sense to me. And I feel like I, I don't understand from a business perspective why the WNBA would tie their hands like that, if that makes sense. Like, why would you put yourself in such a negative negotiating situation yeah. as, as a business? Like, well, as a player, it's like, okay, I at least get to decide if I'm going to play here or like where I'm going to play. You know, it might suck. I don't, you know, get to play in America, but at least as a player, if you know, you're of a certain talent range, you have options, 
But as a league, I don't understand why they thought it was a good idea to have both those things at the same time. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, like just speaking for myself, I, you know, I'm understanding the mechanics of the league more and more. And this to me sort of is, you know, I think we've heard a couple of players talk about like wanting to reopen negotiations before 2027 because so much has happened in a, in a couple of years. Like, you know, I, I, I we're from Toronto. Uh, uh, I know we have a lot of uh, listeners from the U S so you might not understand this joke exactly, but the, the <laughs> TTC, the Toronto transit commission uh, <laughs> always has this like double whammy where they have uh Every year they have an all-time high in ridership uh, and an all-time deficit. So, like, something's not happening. Yeah, that's our bus and subway system. For yeah, anyone. yeah. That's and uh, so it's it's just mismanagement. And, um, yeah, prioritization does make sense in a vacuum. That's a perfect way to put it. But I'm just looking here um, uh, in the 2021-22 EuroLeague season. Uh, Stewie made 1.5 million, <laughs> and then her supermax contract is $228,000. So it's literally, yeah, like six times higher in Euroleague. So that you're you're asking her to to make a choice that makes absolutely no business sense. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's like a legacy choice. And I'm wondering, you know, one thing that Engelbert said as well is that part of this deal between the the bar, uh, players, uh, you know, bargaining, um, uh, you know, yeah, the players bargaining unit. What's the CBA? The CBA. Collective bargaining Thank you. Yeah. agreement. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Wait, it's late. We're actually recording this at like 930 p.m. Yeah. So G unit was <laughs> negotiating on, but no. Um, Which is but, late for us because we're old now. Yeah, we're we're old timers. <laughs> <laughs> we're older than a- anyone that um isn't Subert. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, so um uh yeah, she was basically insinuating that by raising th- this was the trade-off. You're raising the base salary of the average player in the W. Um but you're also asking for more loyalty, but they're just not raising it enough to ask for that type of loyalty. Yeah. And I don't know, like from a business perspective, why the WNBA set the salary cap where they did, but it just, yeah. Like I would never choose two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars over one point five million dollars just to stay in the U.S. Yeah, right? like would you I mean, maybe like maybe because we're Canadian, it's like easier for us to say, but really or even to stay in Canada, like to stay home, like I would absolutely go to another country to earn more than four times the amount of money like i think a lot of people would yeah and i'd be curious too around you know because all the the uh the max contracts are always the example but i'd be curious about some of the smaller contracts um how does this affect them and 
are they getting paid that much more in other leagues? Like, you know, if you're, um, yes, Stephanie Dolson, are you getting paid six times what you make in the W overseas? Maybe not, that, but it might be, or, it might still be more. Oh, I'm sure it is more, but I'm I'm just curious if this is sort of one of those scenarios where, um, I'll drop a coin in the in the NBA reference bucket, but uh, often during the CBA stuff in the NBA, you hear the superstars complaining about things that only really affect superstars. And I'm not even insinuating that's the case here, but I, I would be curious to know how this sits with like the body of the league versus the like 10 best highest earning players. Right. I mean, I think it's like, I think if, you know, maybe we use this to segue into free agency because Brianna Stewart is the biggest free agent this season. Although there are several big free agents this year Mm -hmm. uh, has been extremely vocal about being against prioritization. Yeah. And there is a world where they could potentially lose her. And if you really think about that, like that's a big deal. Like that hurts your league to lose someone like her. So definitely. It's just like, I mean, who knows? You know, I feel like they'll probably find a way to make it work, but it's just like why would you put yourself in a position as a league where this happens? I mean, I feel like it's been happening with more like the mid-tier players. But if it happens with the top tier players, it's like, I don't know. It's like really hard to like legitimize your league. Totally. And it definitely, I feel like, you know, I sort of am repeating myself, but it just doesn't seem like they quite have the leverage to do that. And when you think about like, you know, some of the, the, the major male leagues, they are like, yeah, you're getting paid millions of dollars. Like you're not getting paid more elsewhere. So we need you at the beginning of training camp. Yeah. It feels like to me that, um, I mean, I could be so wrong about this, but it just feels like to me that they're just banking on the fact that they're in America. A hundred percent. Right. Like, because it just doesn't make sense. It's like, they're just banking on the fact that they're in America and that people will want to stay because it's the USA. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's a big part of this. A big part of this is just sort of like, we are technically the best league and that's the only argument we need to make. Um, or that there's this perception that they're the best league because they are called WNBA. Yeah. But are yeah. they the best league? Maybe, I don't maybe, know. Maybe it's like an Oscars thing where it's like Oscars is like uh, the, you know, the best movies in the world. And then the more you get into film and movies, you're like, wait a second. No, those are just, those are just the Hollywood awards where they give awards to the major studios in Hollywood and then throw in a dash of international here and a dash of international there. But there's many more prestigious film festivals around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to put it. Not that we're, we're deep film nerds. 
that yeah. I could really get into that. Yeah, Although that's like if you ask me any more questions, I was about to be like, uh, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, all right, let's talk about Brianna Stewart here. She's free agent. She's going to be the sought after free agent. Mm-hmm. She will be offered a max or a super max, um, which could happen via a sign and trade. Um, what do you think? Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think she will stay with the Seattle Storm? Uh, I absolutely do not. And reading this athletic article sort of like does the uh it it underlines like what happened before she resigned that one year supermax with Seattle. She I didn't even realize so she met with the Liberty owners Joe and Clara Sai, uh the billionaire uh Alibaba owners and um met with uh Sandy Brandello in Los Angeles. So she met all the New York people. And pretty clearly it was like, I'm I'm riding this out for one more year with Sue. Yeah, because she was a free agent last year. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't at that time she just be like, yeah, okay. Like Seattle, you want me? Max me out. And I'm sure Seattle was like, when she came in, Seattle was like, okay, so like four years. And then Stuart was like, uh, one year. And they're like, yep, we'll take it. I so Yeah, I completely agree. I maybe she doesn't go to New York, but it seems like the writing's on the wall here. Oh, I think she's going to New York. Yeah. Um, Brianna Stewart and Sabrina Inescu together. Yeah. That would be the only thing that could really, really, really rival the aces. Because right now the aces are pretty dominant. And you think about like the other top tier teams that were in the league this season. I mean, I think the storm are ready for a rebuild. I think think the sky, I hate to say, I think the Chicago sky are ready for a rebuild and you know, the top teams, I mean, maybe the Connecticut sun will be there, but we saw how that went down. I still put the sun there as, because I feel like they got rid of, rid of a lot of their demons. John Cole Jones is, is young um like they have quite a bit going for them but i totally agree that i think stewie and unesco is an absolute like dynamic even from a positional standpoint like incredible point guard incredible big that is like you're you're cooking like yeah they- like you want that team to happen I want that team to happen. Yeah. Um. And, and, you know, I'm not trying, you know, if she's, I mean, if I, sorry, I like, if you're from Seattle, like, you know, nothing against Seattle, Seattle's a basketball city and they absolutely, you know, deserve Seattle's have... great, but it's just the air is done. The yeah, air is I think done, so. unfortunately. And um, yeah, as a, a, you know, a newer WNBA fan, like seeing those two pair up is like, holy shit, this is going to be fun. Yeah, and I think they would be excited at the prospect of playing together. And that might be the thing that keeps Stewie in the WNBA, frankly. Mm-hmm. Good point. Is the opportunity to play with her. Because if you're going to give up money, then, you know. But actually, you know, sorry, I meant to say this when we were talking about prioritization. I really feel like, you know, 
they should be able to sign players to like a half season contract. Um, right. right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Totally. Like I, I just, yeah. Anyway. No. But, yeah. I, I don't yeah. want to backtrack here, but I think like, I, I don't know if this is where you were going with this, but I feel like overall flexibility the more flexibility is needed in the, in the W and we've gone into the conversation is sort of about like the ups and downs of like uh, the salary cap and all that kind of stuff. And I just think more flexibility and the, uh, and the opportunity to pivot is, is really necessary in the W right now, based on how, how, based on the explosion of popularity and, you know, the need to pivot. Like in this current climate, I think really the even how even that the fact that the CBA is like from 2020 to 2027 is sort of insane to me. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like things are changing way too fast for that. I think there's going to be a bit of a, a revolt. It's probably too dramatic of a word because I don't think it's going to be like a full on rebellion or a protest. But I think that the I feel like so much has changed since the cba was last negotiated that i really yeah. feel like there's gonna be like a push to renegotiate it even though it is currently uh exist until 2027 i don't know legally what can or can't be done there but i just yeah, have yeah. a feeling um about that but yeah okay sorry let's bring it back to free agency here yeah. we've got courtney vandersloot and candace parker are both free agents um, which deeply obviously affects the Chicago sky. Candace Parker, we, you know, we talked about it before, was very like ambiguous about whether she's going to come back and play for another season or not. Um, Candace is basically just like, yeah, I'm going to see how I feel. And I feel like a lot of that might have to do with if Courtney Vandersloot stays or goes. Because I don't think Candace pa- Park Parker, excuse me, is going to come back unless it is with a, a team that she can win with. And she made a big deal about leaving the Sparks to go to the Sky to quote come back home. So I don't necessarily see her wanting to play in another city, but I don't think she wants to play unless she really thinks she can win it all. So that really makes Courtney Vandersloot's uh, free agency very intriguing here. Yeah, I, I totally agree. This is a package deal. And I it's also, very Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart last year. Yeah. And I also think you're right in that they're not quite in contention. Like, I feel like this son, uh, the, the, yeah, the, the, I feel like the son ended up sort of dealing with them pretty well. And I think that they would not have even taken a game from the aces. The Uh sun got a game. I don't think the uh, sky would have won a single game. Totally agree. Um, And I don't really know besides like Kalea copper. Like, I don't really know who is expected to have like a ton of improvement, like in the sky. Like, I don't like, I don't know where the reinforcements are coming from. Um, Vandersloot is very much still in her prime, but you know, and, and her wife Allie Quigley is good, but you know, I would say fading to a certain degree. Parker is also, um, 
you know, she's been in the league for 15 years. I want to so. say I read somewhere that Allie Quigley could retire. Did I read that somewhere? If Allie Quigley retires, I think that that it's it's a, like a it's done. Like yeah. I think if, if Allie Quigley retires, I think Vandersloot leaves and Parker leaves and it's full rebuild. But yeah. I, I think I think your instincts are right in that it's a it's a let's try this one more time year. Yeah, I think so. Um, but it's really gonna be one of those things where like, okay, the season ended. We're going to give each other some time to breathe, live life, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like really going to be conversation with them before it becomes a conversation with the team. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really intriguing to me. I mean, I, I would hate to see Candace Parker go out like this. You know, I, I feel like she is, deserving of a farewell season like we got with sue bird you know but not everyone's like that you know again sorry nba reference but you know in kobe bryant's last season he made a big to do about it you know it was like you know it was the goodbye kobe tour and then meanwhile tim duncan also retired that year and no one knew he was retiring because that's just who he was so you know i don't know i feel like I don't know which way Candace is going to go here. Um, but as a fan, I'd like to see her at least do it one more time. Selfishly, maybe. Yeah. And and just jumping around a little bit here, but Emma Mieseman, I didn't realize is also a free agent for Chicago. Yeah. And, you know, we're it's a bit all over the place, but uh, on, in her accident interview complained about prioritization and she missed uh 2018 and 2021 the seasons uh and because she was playing in different leagues and you know she's belgian and yeah so quite a bit going on the the sky i think is is it will be a team to watch here like can they bring everyone back like because misamin looked good i thought you know you know she looks great i uh, think um i don't know if like the title chances are solely in her hands Mm -hmm. you know like i think um you know it would suck if they lost her but maybe there's a world where they pick someone else up right but um but yeah no it's definitely notable um that that team could look extremely different next year and um yeah they're definitely uh one of the most intriguing teams uh going into free agency um I don't know if there's anybody else. I mean, there's a lot of I, other people, but I, I had one more player I wanted to touch on. Yeah. I don't know about you. Go for it. Um, well, I guess just side note, there's, there, you know, Tarasi, but, you know, 18 years with Phoenix. And I would have to assume that because of, you know, Phoenix is going to have new ownership. There's no rumors, by the way, of Phoenix relocating. Uh, so that doesn't seem to be a thing. But um I would have to assume that Tarasi would only be happy <laughs> about, you know, uh, Sarver selling the team and they're being like, especially if they get like a, uh, like a Steve Ballmer type person, like, and it's like a better scenario. Um, but no, Courtney Williams is the person I wanted to bring up, mm-hmm. you know, going all the way back to the brawl and getting dropped by Atlanta. And then, you know, like being hopeful that she would be good in her new role 
with Connecticut and then her, you know, doing really well and helping bringing help to bring, you know, she helped to bring Connecticut to the finals. And uh, she's someone that is interesting to me because I feel like in one sense, it's like, okay, wait, are you going to stay with Connecticut? Cause that was like a grounding scenario or did you just reprove to the league that you can help a team like a team's chemistry? Like, is she someone who could go to Chicago or New York or wherever, you know what I mean? Or is, is it kind of like she found a home in Connecticut and like wants to like mm-hmm. help that nucleus more? I, th- I mean, I, I have a feeling she will stay, although she'll probably be able to negotiate for more money. Yeah. Maybe that's what it's about. Like, yeah, but I do have, but you're right. Like I have a feeling that she'll stay just like you said, like she found a home there, you know, she found a good, healthy situation for her and people who have embraced her. And I feel like usually when players find that they tend to stay, but you never know. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's going to be a fun off season. We'll see. Um, goes. Yeah. I'll mention one more just cause we're here. Sure. Uh, uh, Neka Gumake. So she's a free agent. She's expected to stay with the Sparks, but the Sparks have had a lot of turmoil um, over the last few seasons. I mean, this season was truly a hot mess with the (laughs) Derek Fisher thing and then the Liz Cambage thing. And there's an interesting quote here from her. This is in The Athletic, or they're borrowing a quote from previous um she said it was like living in a house you didn't build so next year we can build our house i know the floor plan next year really curious to know hmm. what she means by that and what that plan entails also particularly particularly interesting quote coming from someone who was uh instrumental in the players uh in the cba as she's yeah. a president she's the president so that is you know that's uh yeah, I mean, I I think if I was a Sparks fan, I would take that as the positive. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but I don't what, know what leverage she has or what type of recruiting she's hoping to do. And what is um, exactly is she alluding to besides like the designs of a house? Yeah, like <laughs> I think she's trying to say like I'm going to have a say in who this team is, but I don't know to what degree that say will be impactful will it happen um you know what will their coaching situation be like next year um yeah i've no idea what that means it's just it's an interesting thing to say and i'm just curious to see how that will unfold agreed yeah um okay so we'll move on uh we do have a bit of a Brittany griner update uh, sadly, not a positive one. Um, you know, Sherelle, uh, Brittany's wife, has just been speaking out. Uh, she did another interview and uh, she said, uh, quote, it just seems like my wife is a hostage. Um, I believe we passed the 200 day mark uh, at some point during this hiatus. I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly how many days it is now because it's been a long time. Well, yeah, well, while you talk, I'm going to look up uh, Brianna Stewart, who basically is tweeting every day about how many days she's been in prison. So God, Stewie's the uh, best. I should be um, able to tell you that. 
yeah um just saying that you know that her mental state is not the best and she's kind of like feeling forgotten and you know is trying to hang on but is having a hard time doing that right now and it's sad to hear that obviously but um you know i mean shout out to sherelle for um speaking with gail king again and keeping you know being vocal and keeping us uh you know updated and keeping britney griner in our hearts and minds um here on this uh nbc news article uh says court date for britney griner's appeal is set for october 25th so that's interesting Mm -hmm. um we know how they were moving court dates before so let's see if they keep to that date or not um i'm not sure exactly what an appeal would truly entail in the russian court system to be honest yeah, I, I I have nothing to add, but uh, you know, I think you covered the bases pretty well there. And I'll just say that, uh, yeah, uh, seven hours ago, uh, Stewie tweeted, uh, "It has been 237 days since our friend Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained in Russia. It is time for her to come home." Uh, tagging the White House, POTUS, VP, we are paying attention and we are counting on you. Hashtag we are BG. Um. So yeah, I think no new news as far as like the outcome here um but uh britney is not being forgotten and it it is awesome that people like stewie are sort of putting in the work you know yeah 237 i mean that means that she passed the 200 mark before last episode but Mm -hmm. um yeah man i mean it's hard to know what to say at this point (laughs) um yeah, just yeah. I think just we're at the point of just acknowledging it's wrong. Like yeah. And it's going on still. Yeah. It's like um, I think we're in the like don't forget and don't minimize territory. Because we're sort of powerless here. Um, I couldn't agree more. Um another um sad WNBA news, uh former WNBA player and coach. Uh, Tiffany Jackson passed away uh, after a battle with cancer. Uh, Very, very sad. Uh, It gives us an opportunity to learn more about Tiffany Jackson as newer fans to the league. Um, Freddie, I don't know if you wanted to to jump in here. I've got some things open up on my laptop, but. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, you know, she was like a Longhorns uh, legend. Uh, uh, again, before our time, uh, uh, she played for three teams in the in the W, the uh, the Liberty, um, the uh, Tulsa uh, Shock, uh, and then uh, for the Sparks in her last season, 225 games, um, you know, like a really like well-known a substantial WNBA player um, and just uh, sad. She uh, uh, passed away from cancer and um, yeah. Uh, In the New York times article, uh, I guess she had found out during her last year in the W and uh, sort of kind of kept it to herself and didn't let her teammates know. And, just one of those things wow. that's really, really sad. And yeah. Um, well, I mean, that means she probably kept it quiet throughout her coaching career. 
because she started coaching after um, her last season in the league. She's been coaching for the last four years um, with, I believe, with Texas. Yeah, University of um, Texas. Yeah, sorry, I'm not so familiar with the university system, but yeah, so that's, yeah, that's a lot. Um, you know, very young to have passed from breast cancer or mm-hmm. from any cancer. She's 37, uh, a mom as well. Uh, so yeah, very yeah. sad, but shout yeah. out to Tiffany Jackson. Thank you for all you did. Yeah. Breast in power. McDonald's all American. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Freddie. I know we gotta, we gotta shake it up here to, uh, bring this podcast home. It is time. There's no other fun way to segue to this, to Freddie's fun question. Yes, Freddie's fun question. Um, this this is a light one. Uh, uh, WNBA star uh, Elena Deladon uh, has her own signature shoe. Uh, it's part of the Fly Ease series. Fly Easy series. Um, what is that? I don't know. Love it. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> no, the, the, the Air Deldon is the name. That's um, cute. And uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. It's, a, uh, it's got a bunch of different greens and uh, it's a cool shoe. So it made me think, um, what is a player that you think should have their own shoe? And what is that shoe like? We've done a shoe question before, but it's been about our shoes. So this is like a player in the league. Right, right, right. I, I, think I don't even remember my answer. I have a pretty good one. So I can buy you some time, I think. Okay, I have an answer to this. But what I'm saying is I don't remember what my previous answer was. Oh, I remember because we shoes. went we went wild. Like we were talking like different colors, like leopard prints. We we were we basically took we went insane with the question. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. Um, we we did it right. You know, it was it was a Freddy <laughs> it was a Freddy funs a Freddy's fun question highlight. I think. Yeah. Okay. Fun. Um, but yeah, do you want to go first? Should I go first? You can go first. Uh, I, I'm feeling good about this one. Um, uh, the shoe is for uh Kalea copper oh yeah that's a good um, one uh we're gonna call it the coppets like you gotta cop it you gotta get it okay that's better than kfc <laughs> wait is your wait who's this kfc no her nickname Kalea freaking copper oh yes i forgot yeah that's a weird nickname um yeah it's not my favorite yeah that's not the best nickname um that's funny, but although, although I will say, sometimes I fall in love with bad nicknames. Sure. Like when someone has a weird bad nickname, I end up loving it. Okay, that um, could be a future Freddie's fun question. Bad yeah, nicknames. I, I'm gonna bank that one. Okay, um, got it. But uh, so uh, it's it's a you know we'll do a little bit of a Chicago design here. We'll have some blues, some white, some red, a little bit like the uh, the the flag of Chicago. But the big part here is the laces are going to be made to look like copper. So the laces are like that kind of like. So there are kind of like copper looking like almost like rusty. I was going to say, so the laces are rust orange. 
they're rust orange, but they're going to look like it's going to look purposeful and blingy against the you kind of Chicago metallic. Flag. They're going to be metallic. Yeah, metallic. That's better. That's better than rusty orange. So um, they're a, they're a they're a metallic rust orange or a dark orange. Yeah, lace on a yeah. blue and white shoe. Yes, and you know, I don't know if you know the Chicago flag, but it's got like the it's the, it's it's the blue, the white, and then there's the red stars. So that's sort of like Chicago has a flag. The only reason I know this is because as uh, a city or as a as a state? city as a city. Whoa! So the only time I went to I've only been to Chicago once, but the Chicago flag is everywhere. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I guess it's a big part. Uh, it's a big deal in Chicago. Um, I didn't know they had their own flag. Uh, okay, check this out. I'm just just a little. I uh, just googled this. Uh, what do the four stars in in the Chicago flag mean? The uh-huh. four six-pointed red stars represent uh-huh. major historical events. Fort Dearborn, no idea what that is. <laughs> the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. Oh my the god. The World's Columbian Exposition of 1893 and the Century of Progress <laughs> Exposition. And Al Capone is the last. Yeah, part. Al Capone. And then just one <laughs> Capone. Uh, <laughs> and the Century of Progress Exposition of 1933-1934. Okay, wow. a bit boring, but I'll say uh anyway, that is my design. So so, so you get four red stars on a blue and white shoe with metallic rusty orange laces. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't sound great. It listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a picture of the flag and you're gonna be like, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm sure the flag is cool, but it's just the orange, the red, the blue and white. There's a lot of ideas here. Yeah. Listen, it's uh, every time I design something, it's the Homer Simpson car. I could like maybe if the stars were little. Yeah, they will be. Sure. Looking at if you look in our chat, you're gonna see what that looks like, and you're gonna be like, okay. okay Freddie just okay. sent me. Okay, okay, it's it's cute. Oh, okay, there's but you didn't tell me. Oh, so there's also blue and white in the flag. Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Oh, so this on a shoe, it's cute. I think it's just the laces. Yeah, that are but, throwing me. Copper laces, you know. Yeah, cool. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know what, Freddie? It's not bad. It's pretty good. Thank you. I Thank think you just much. with the right placement of things, you can you can get there. It could be cool. Yeah. Um, okay, that's cool. I uh okay, so my so as we know, as I've previously established, I love leopard print on my shoes. Yep. I I had a pair. I called them cheetahs. They were leopard print Adidas, so I called them cheetahs. Beautiful. I I wore them to the ground. Like there's holes in it. I can't wear them anymore. They are totally done. Um. Okay. Freddie's just sending me shoelaces off of Amazon now. <laughs> Copper laces, baby. Let's do it. All right. It's fine. It's fine. I believe you. I believe in you. It's fine. Okay, so we all know I like a little leopard print in my shoes. So I was trying to think who who could rock leopard print in their shoe and ball out. And I realized it's Skylar Diggins Smith. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, 100%. You weren't paying attention to me. Yes, Kyle Diggins. No, you weren't. You were Googling laces and you weren't paying attention to me, Freddie. And I caught you. Okay. You Okay. And now it's like, and now, and then I have to, and then in that split (laughs) moment, I have to say to myself, do I edit this out? No. And give myself more work. It's now 10 p.m. These are my ADHD superpowers. Yes, I was looking (laughs) for more copper laces in Google image. But Skylar Diggins-Smith is the perfect person to wear leopard print right shoes so yeah I'm so, with it would, so there would be some leopard print i i would you know it wouldn't be all leopard i would you know uh and then i'm trying to decide if i want to match it with like a neon yellow neon green situation because leopard print and neon go really well together wow or, my shoe and you're talking or, you're talking neon and leopard print yeah wow. they go together they go together trust me you better stop with me so fair enough uh or do i want to go more regal and add a bit of like red maybe like a gold outline you know something like that could be interesting too and, and then maybe like if like, it's like yeah. a nike shoe maybe like the nike check is leopard print so it's not like so it's like a white base the nike like like leopard check is leopard you know and then maybe there's just like a little element of like another color like around like the rim of the shoe or something like that that could work i mean sounds busy but i feel like you you know the color schemes uh, i am also busy i uh i've been referred to as a maximalist when it comes to my style i'm not a minimalist at all so I, I didn't have a full answer because I can't decide if I want to go neon or if I want to go red and gold. But there's leopard print there. I am going to say I feel like neon is the way to go. Just to have more fun with it. My current shoes I have now are very bright and I've never got as many compliments. Right. Okay. So that's the answer. On a shoe. That's the answer. We're going neon. I'm going to have very small, very thin elements of both neon green and neon yellow with the leopard print on the shoe. Skylar Diggins-Smith. She will rock it. Best FFQ of all time. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. We thought of a future one with a nickname. So there we go. um freddie great episode as always uh thank you everyone for listening i know we had a bit of a delay uh with this one we were booked and blessed as we were but we still plan to keep up with our every other week schedule there'll be more happening i'm sure um you know free britney griner thank you everyone for tuning in uh follow us at the pickup wmba pod wherever you prefer to have your social media uh viewings (laughs) yeah participations uh shout out to dan gallia for running our social media we'll finally have some more new clips now which is exciting and uh yeah we'll uh we'll check you next time Thank you very much, everyone. Booked and blessed. Booked and blessed. Okay, bye. Bye.